Today's podcast guest is an incredible human. And depending on who you ask to describe him, you would hear he's a musician with a billion streams. He owns a multi, multi million dollar apparel brand. He owns 11 other companies. He's an entrepreneur. He's a creative. He's a videographer. He's a Porsche addict. He's a pilot. He's incredible. He's all these things. To me, he's probably one of the most inspiring and incredible man, men that I've ever met and somebody that I am honored and like humbled to call a friend. And I think all too often people look at people's accolades and they try to replicate it without actually hearing what's underneath it and what makes it successful in the first place. And because we're friends, we sat down and he pulled the veil back on every single thing that makes him successful, that makes him tick and makes him function so that people can replicate the process. And we share about it in today's episode. And I am incredibly excited and honored because we talk about the process of collecting other people's powers and compressing time, the concept of lifestyle creep and breaking the cycle of always being broken with a high maintenance life, how being the architect and the director of your own movie and making choices from a place of power, designing your next 10 years, play your next 10 years from a place of discovery and intentionality, dropping your identity and allowing the past to be chapters in a book. And realizing that you get to spend time learning your game and not somebody else's or just a few of the high-level nuggets from today's show. But most people beg and beg and beg and beg to ask these men these questions. And we broke them down. We talked about them. And he shares them with you on today's episode. And so I'm really, really excited. But make sure you give it your attention and make sure you put it into work. I want to hear about it. I want you to DM me your takeaway. I want you to leave a review on the podcast. I want you to learn it, implement it, and then share this episode with somebody else who can benefit it because that's how you edify this work and you keep teaching it and keep giving it back. But today's is loaded. And I mean loaded with knowledge, with wisdom, with takeaways from somebody that I love and respect named Rob Dealer, Darely, Rob Bailey. I love him so much that I get tongue twisted, but I actually hugged him like two hours ago. And so recording this intro now is actually really, really funny because I do love him. And so today's episode is with the incredible Rob Bailey, who's a friend, an incredible entrepreneur, an incredible human, a visionary, a creative, and everything in between. And so without further ado, I'm going to stop bumping my gums. So let's get into the episode. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast, where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Most Unprepared podcast ever because this is the greatest thing about my friends we were like we need to meet we're both on the road open our calendar i'm like let's lock in a podcast we'll catch up before and And it was like a month away and it was a month away we did this a month ago and we've been texting on the road back Mm -hmm. and forth and then we're like it's here and so this man shouldn't really need any introduction uh he's been on the show before he's in my life if you've been at our events you've met him if you've ever watched any of my content you've seen his clothing it is my incredible dear friend, the man who is responsible for my entire wardrobe, uh, not because we're friends, but because it actually fucking fits and it feels good and it lasts. And the fact that we're friends makes it a whole lot easier. But Rob, welcome back to the show. Thanks, man. man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So a lot has changed since the last time we yeah. talked. Yeah. <laughs> since the last time we talked on the show, yeah. I feel like a, a, lot... a lot has changed in the last 30 days. Yeah. 
we text when we text and I talk to you again, it's like, oh, everything's changed. But that's I mean, that's uh, that's our life, right? That is our life. Everything changes week by week. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and we get to laugh at it with each other. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. We catch up. And in 30 days, I feel like we both read or wrote three different books. Yeah. And then we're now in a different one, but it's in a different subject. Like, completely different category. Yeah, I don't think I'd want it any other way. No, me neither. Just live in the same chapter over and over for the rest of our lives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it definitely took me a couple years to fall in love with this with this part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, we, we've been laughing about the circus. But since you were on the show, mm-hmm. you have a new podcast. Oh, I do, yes. Yep, which I'm stoked about. Thanks, you've man. been all over the road. You got... Yeah. You've been on tour. You've been performing. I've been at... I like that I called it a t- just because I'm traveling so much. I'm like world tour. <laughs> we have it to. is, man. It's I've been home 15 days this year. I know. This is day 16. I know. <laughs> like, and then I leave Thursday. But it's been it's been crazy, man. And the new show is great, right? I've, yeah. I've been looking for an excuse to work with Aaron for a while now. Yeah. Um, just because it's so you know it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun thing to do. Yo, and you and Aaron have been friends for a long time. And for context, yeah. for everyone. <clears throat> For people who don't know who Aaron is, can you give your... Uh, so, Aaron Singerman, um, owner of Redcon 1. Um, I mean, he and I have been friends 11 years. Uh, maybe longer, actually. Shit, maybe like 13 years. I don't know. But we um, we came up in the industry, in the fitness industry at the same time. Yeah. So, we were broke at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and like looking at each other, like, how do we pay for gas? Yeah. And then uh, started a business together, clashed heads, uh broke up in business is that what you call it breaking up I, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we uh we got a little business divorce yep um and then he started a new company uh he went to prison for a little bit uh and now that he's out uh we're back in business so we're if you want to in- hear that story go listen to their podcast yeah yeah, yeah. it's go, a good one though it, he i mean there's a lot of prison talk <laughs> there's a lot of prison talk <laughs> yeah but we need we need that. I I feel like it it cuts through the noise and it's a good pattern interrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good little switch up and it, it gives a lot of it gives a lot of context, right? Yeah. Uh, from both our sides, me watching him go away, yeah, and then um and then him coming back out and us now us having a podcast and sort of everything is uh been shifted because of that perspective, right? Like, yep. you know, getting in the truck and driving here and stopping for coffee on the way, like kind of took that for granted yep and then realizing like oh no you can't get in your vehicle anymore you can't buy coffee so it it, it literally just changes the fabric of your whole entire life everything looks different so yeah. it's a really cool perspective to have and then for me to watch it from the outside um and then for us to be such driven individuals i think both of us yeah. right uh typical like alpha male business monsters um and then having a show together is incredible. Yeah. Well, I feel like also to speak to the point, like I was obviously, we were friends this whole time. You go visit him and I watched so many people struggle in business and they're like, I can't do it. And I'm like, I watched Aaron run a multi nine figure company with an hour of email access a day. Right. Yeah. Something like well, that. Technically, I don't think he was running it. I think he wasn't running it. He no, wasn't not running, technically. He wasn't running it. Um, he was answering questions or. Yeah, clarity, yeah, 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 having input. yeah. His team, um, his team held it together pretty well while they were gone. But he's definitely the catalyst. Like he's the one that turns it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw sales. Like looking at his Shopify account, it's like, it's like this, and then it's like the fucking day he got out, it was like spoof through the roof. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that's that's a true leader of a company, right? Like that is. They're, they're the people that can turn up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, it's cool. So then, okay, so podcast. What's that one called? Chips and caviar. Chips and caviar. Chips and caviar. And you guys started with a banger. Yeah, we don't even know where to go from here. <laughs> Why don't you tell everybody oh that my one? God. So, 
so our David Goggins was our first our first guest. We weren't even planning on having guests, <laughs> yeah. but Aaron did a podcast with Crenshaw like okay uh, six years ago. Aaron doesn't even remember it, right? I mean, he's done so much in the last six years, and apparently the clip went like viral again. again you know how recently. things do that? Yep. Like they come back like five, six years later, and yep. you're like, I already saw this. Yep. <clears throat> uh, uh, so David saw it and got very angry. <laughs> And somehow just got Aaron's number and called him up and was like, hey, motherfucker, you got fucking questions for me? And Aaron was like, what, what is this about? This is about your fucking show. He's like, I don't have a show. I don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, well, I want to answer your fucking questions. Whatever fucking questions you have to ask me, ask. Like, Whoa. So it was an interesting th- uh, podcast for me to be on specifically because yeah. like, I have a pretty decent relationship with the military. Like They like my music. Yeah. I've hosted a lot of veteran events and things like that. Uh, I have a lot of friends. But I've never served, you know, so um, I'm fully aware that like just a civilian over here mm-hmm. who is a spectator rooting for you, supporting, but like also never been there. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, I'm very cautious with what I talk about and things like that. So, yeah, the show was uh, three hours of him just fucking essentially calling Navy SEALs pussies. Yep. yep. Which. I was like, I'm not going to say, oh, what the fuck do I say? Yep. I'm just going to sit here and listen. And then, of course, like, every SEAL I know texted me after that. Yep. And was like, uh, why would you let him do that? And I was like, if you want to come on the show, I'm like, <laughs> I just, I can't, you know? I just, what the fuck am I going to say? It's the best. It's the, It reminds me of that gif of Michael Jackson with the popcorn in the movie yeah, theater. That's what, that was me the whole show. Yeah. Just like, wow, this is intense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it was just a subject I didn't feel comfortable. I mean, asking questions, but not hopping in and voicing my opinion. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah for sure. Know. Yeah, but. for sure. So what are you the most excited about now? Because you got lots of irons in the fire. Man. What am I most excited about? Jeez. Uh, that's, that's a hard one. I'm excited about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, okay, what are the top ones? Man, the top ones? We well, haven't jumped a car in a while. I, yeah, I... I've been doing crazy stuff. I did give Jake a really good idea the other day. What was that? Well, they were writing a song at the fireplace. Oh. Uh, for for context, Jake, if you guys don't know, you've heard their music on the podcast, but Jake is the other half of Land and Ammo. Yeah, if 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 they don't know who I am, yeah, it's very confusing. I had a, a conversation on the airplane and yesterday on the way home last night, like midnight, and the guy was like, "So what do you do?" Because he was like, "Oh, nice watch," and I was like, "Thanks, man." He's like, "So what do you do?" And I was like, "Fuck, I don't want to do this conversation. Like, it's such a long airplane ride, yep. and." It just sounds like I'm lying. Yep. Right. Like, uh, kind of so like when your friends Google you and they meet you for the first time. Yeah. And you start looking through everything. You're like, wait, well, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, the band project, the land and ammo project has been a blast. Yeah. So dude. context, I've had a bunch of bands, Rob Bailey and the hustle standard yep. kill Rob Bailey's my, me- my metal band. And I just started this land and ammo project with Jake, uh, move Jake out to Montana. He lives in a little house on the yep. farm. And, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's acoustic band, so yeah. we can just play wherever. You, and I love it, dude. You've I'm, had us play. I'm yeah. telling you, like, everybody listens. If you haven't been to an event, uh, you haven't seen the footage, but it was everybody's favorite thing at the yeah. event. Because Rob, and, like, this is one of my favorite favorite things. Oh, by the way, a minute ago, that was my callback to when we met, and then you guys Googled me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my callback yeah. to the first podcast. Well, that was the same thing. Yeah. You, you kind of explained, and then Matt Vincent explained who you were. Yeah. And I was like, this, sound, this it was a it was a fire hose, dude. Oh, for it was sure. Like, wait he's done what yeah uh-huh. well that's the thing if people ask you on airplanes you're like oh, i don't like so this is gonna be des- hard to i'm understand. a designer yeah and yeah. they're like oh nice yeah. and done yeah yeah i typically start with i'm your most valuable liability 
and then they're like, what does that mean? And I can keep it really high level at that yeah. point. I'm like, oh, I just get paid to be really honest and say the things that people don't want to say. See, I try to end the conversation. I know. So I'm like, designer. They're designer. like, oh, neat, man. Neat. Yeah. And then it's over. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I will say, though, that I've had some good luck on airplanes. That's where, yeah. that's where I met a lot of people that led to some You're a little more social things. than me. Not anymore. Really? Not no. Now I'm like headphones into. Well, I guess book. I don't see that. So I see. Yeah, you. you know, yeah, because well, I'm we, already on the inside. Well, yeah, and when we travel together, we're just causing a ruckus. I know. <laughs> I know. When we're on a plane together, it's not good. <laughs> Especially when we accidentally end up on the same planes or at mm-hmm. the same airports, which happens Often. numerous times. Often. The Salt Lake, uh, the Salt Lake Hub for us. The Salt Lake Hub, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so Jake was at the house the other day because, for context, everybody listening, uh, our our daughter Shine graduated high school the other day, and Jake came over. I know Jake came over for the party, and everybody was razzing about music, and someone took "I Might Move" Mm -hmm. and rewrote it to like "I Have to Take a Shit," right? And the lyrics match up, and the guy even sent like a music video idea having to do with like a toilet. And I was like, no, 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 I got it. We put the porta potty in the jump where the F one fifty Raptor was. Oh my god! And then we jumped the Porsche over it again. Except this okay. time, when the door opens, it's you with the guitar on the toilet in the porta potty singing the lyrics. Oh wow! And he was in for it, and he's like, "Actually, that's kind of really funny." He's, he's in for not being in the car. Yeah, oh, of course he, he doesn't is. do any. We can get somebody else to have just call Heavy D. He'll break somebody's <laughs> razor. I have Heavy D's hair in my hair. His beard hair. Yeah. Oh, do you really? I've been, uh, it's a new thing that I'm doing. Okay. Collecting I've friends' beards um, here. Powerful friends. I've been, I've been taking their hair. Yep. And then tying it into my hair. Well, I got, that's what all these like dreads and stuff is. All right. So who's, who's in the collection already? Uh, BJ Baldwin. Okay. So I sort of killed somebody. Yep. BJ's, technically. Yep. Technically. Yeah. Yep. I'm on, you know, so I have the power of a, a, a Baja racer. Yep. Um, Heavy D's hair. Yep. Or which, be- beard hair. Beard hair, which yeah. that's where the wisdom comes from. So too. I kind of have a black hawk. Yep. Um, Diesel Dave's hair. <laughs> um, so I'm the nicest guy in the world. Yep. Who else's hair? Um, I have Dana's hair. Yeah. I have Brooke Ence's hair. Jesus. Um, Wonder Woman. Maddie has been tying. Maddie was the one, which is the muscle Keaton Hoskins' yep, yep, wife. Um, she's been the one tying it in. So I was like, we can put your hair in my yeah, hair yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Man, I need to start writing it down. I, you, well, it's you, a lot of different hair. Well, you're going to have yeah. to now because there's going to be a big story in a couple of years. So Don't mail me your hair. I'm not going to mail you my hair. No, not you. The people. Oh, yeah, no. The people. I'm like, the hair has to be requested. Yeah, I have to say, I want, I want your hair. Oh, and my breathwork coach, Brandon. Oh, Brandon. Brandon, his yeah. hair is in my hair. I can see yeah, that. Yeah, I can see that. I love that, by the way. Yeah, he's great, dude. Yeah. He's fantastic. You have, I've seen people that like have collected their like friends' tattoo signatures like on mm, them. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a better move, though. It's just a fun thing. Yeah. Most people hear it and they're like, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, I wash it every day. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just a thing, man. Whatever. And, but yet, uh, all the natural hair that is then turned into wigs that people wash, wear, and fake eyelashes, all fake that shit. Eye- yeah. That's yeah. not weird. Yep. Yeah. No, not at yeah. all. I'm just trying to collect people's power. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always like when I tell people about natural vanilla flavoring and I tell them just to Google what castoreum is. And then they're like, oh, and I was like, okay, go ahead and talk about Rob's dirty hair as you lick beaver butt in your fucking perfume. Wait, 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 what? Yeah, yeah, castoreum is okay. uh, the secretion of the anal gland of a beaver. Sorry for everybody listening to this. Random. Okay. okay. And the the smell, the natural smell is vanilla. And so it used to be used back in the day for vanilla and a lot of food companies uh-huh. would put it in. It was called natural vanilla flavoring. Over the years, though, they realized that it goes a lot further in cosmetics. And so it's in like 80% of women's perfume. 
and it's the vanilla flavoring comes from castoreum, but now they can manufacture it. But the high end perfumes still use the beaver butt <sighs> secretions. Okay, so are there beaver farms? Um, I assume so. I would assume so. Yeah. I went. I went way down this rabbit hole. You're not like four catching years ago. wild beavers for their butt excretion. No, nope. catching. You're probably a beaver farm. Yep. And then there's a person. Yep. That's a milks milks beaver Be- butts beaver glands. Yep. Now on an airplane, what do you do? <laughs> you're like, well, you're like, you smell like vanilla. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, I'm a designer. So like, by the way, that is my number one favorite thing to do on airplanes, though, is to just make up stories about what I do oh my God. that are just so far fetched. Yeah. And I try, I pick somebody I know, like somebody I've met in my life that's like really extravagant. I'm and like, you just I'm gonna to take them. their life Oof. for a minute. It gets it gets fun, and then, I believe it. and then eventually I come clean, and I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. But that is one of my buddies. I'm just boring. I'm just not interesting to talk to. That's a good one, though. Yeah. All right. So with all of this, because you've been on the road, I've been on the road a ton. Yeah. I earlier when we talked, we were kind of joking about the game and having to love the process and not wanting mm-hmm. it any other different way. But in that, there's like a lot of seasons, and you're somebody yeah. that I feel like <laughs> compresses time of seasons because mm. of your intensity and how fast you run and everything yeah. and you go and you go, how, how do you navigate that? Like your mindset around it? Like you've been home. Like I've probably seen you 12 of the 16 times you've been home. Yeah. I've been yeah. on the road as well. And I feel like I've been getting my ass kicked Yeah, and coming back to some things, but like, just kind of curious, like how you navigate it because you have so many things up and you run at all of them with like a veracity and an intensity. Well, I think that, um, I think in the last few years, I've I've paid a lot more attention to myself mm-hmm. now because I think I used to just be this machine that didn't care about the parts of the ECU, and now and now I've realized I was like, okay, cool. I I am a passionate emotional artist, right? Yep. So I've <clears throat> I start out by acknowledging that like if I'm too far up, like if I'm having a really good night, I'm like, fuck, tomorrow's gonna be bad yeah. so i need to so i need to watch my decisions tomorrow okay. right uh and even when i'm really high i almost try to like bring myself down um so i, I really try to pay attention to these compressed seasons and <clears throat> this year i was just feeling strange man i was feeling really really strange and with aaron out of prison um and he asked me to go on a couple trips and was like hey man i want to travel yeah. i was like all right so we did like the italy trip we did a thailand trip um we've just we've done a bunch of traveling together spent a bunch of time in florida and I, the one commitment I made myself was I, I'm not going to make any decisions. I'm going to feel all the passion. I'm going to feel all the emotion. I'm going to feel all the excitement. I'm going to live in the moment, but I'm not going to make any decisions with what, what I intake. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to, so I'm going to feel everything for the first four months of the, of the year. Um, but I'm not going to make any decisions because normally if I see something, I'm really inspired. It's like, let's start a business. Let's invest. Let's buy this. Let's, you know, I need a helicopter now or something like that. And which that's really hard. That helicopter thing. Holy shit. I was in the gym. I was like, Oh, this might be coming quickly. Everyone has helicopters and I'm just, where's my helicopter? So, um, I've been just like intaking and experience and feeling, but then giving myself time to digest. Right. Yeah. And one of the things, um, I was looking at was my birthday, which was, I think last week. Right. So I turned 40 years old. And I, I was aware that me turning 40 was going to be a thing, right? And not not because of the eight, because I feel young, dude. Yeah. I feel awesome, yeah. right? And I'm I'm I feel like I'm very successful. Like I feel like I'm doing really well. So um, it's not like a midlife crisis. But the one thing I noticed was I was going to be able to put the 
like the context of the last 10 years, we're going to be very clear, like 30 to 40, right? And I'd never looked at a block of time like that. It was always like run, 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 run. I never even reflect on the last year. But now that it's like, okay, 30 to 40, how much different am I now? What have I really accomplished in the last 10 years? And um, because I'm such a high performer, uh, you know, I knew I was going to be kind of disappointed in myself. And I knew that was going to send me in some other spiral, another direction. Yeah. So giving myself like the first four or five months of the year to travel, experience, feel things, not make decisions. I sort of set a timeline for when I turned 40 of like, okay, then you can start processing, but not until then. Okay. So I'm like a week into processing. Um, and I'm just trying to figure out like, what do I keep going back to? So one of the things I keep going back to is, um, just how complicated my life is. Yeah. Right. And I talk, you know, everybody knows like lifestyle creep, right? I think everybody knows that. Um, Uh, no, 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 not everybody does know that. Can you explain that? So like lifestyle creep is like when you're broke, you don't have a swimming pool. So you make $40,000 and you make your rent and then you make $100,000 and you're like, let's get a swimming pool. And then swimming pool tax on an extra $14,000 a year of maintenance. Then you buy a Range Rover and then all of a sudden that payment's higher. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm just always broke because to maintain this lifestyle, right, to always fly first class or to stay in higher end hotels, all of a sudden, like next thing you know, to maintain your really complicated life, like for me, for example, right? Like, even if I'm not buying fuel, if I'm not doing anything, it's like when I get my airplane insurance bill, I'm like, I don't even fucking fly the airplane. Yep. Right. And it's like, I, I'm paying this much for insurance for yep. something to fucking sit. We're all the 911s, right? Yep. My GT2 is fucking $5,200 a year in insurance. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but I have so many cars. It just sits there. Yep. But it's a $5,000 bill that I didn't have. So, yep. And then it's all the complications of all those things, right? Yep. Like the tires are better. The battery is a different battery. Like all Everything. these really weird things. Yep. Um, at one o'clock today, I have to go back and meet the plumber uh, to check on the well for my airplane hanger. <laughs> what? What a weird <laughs> yeah. thing. To, and, and not only take money, but also take time from me. So I think it's one of the big things that I came back to. And it's like, I've built this really beautiful life, right? Like, uh, you know, however many properties, multiple boats, multiple cars, airplanes, different houses, houses in Cabo, like this beautiful, really cool life of all these things I've ever wanted and coming back. And I think when I was traveling, I was just so in the moment, right? And nothing really mattered. Like I only had like four outfits in my travel in my mm-hmm. carry-on because i didn't check any bags so i have like four outfits and this is just all i have yeah and i started to realize i was like i don't even need all this stupid shit man yeah and i think that's the one thing i keep coming back to is like what do i actually enjoy and then what shit do i actually need and then like where is not where is enough enough but like how how am i going to do this next 10 years of my life because i am the architect i am the fucking director of my movie and if I'm actually in control, which I preach all the time, mm-hmm. what am I going to make it look like? Like, yeah. what am I going to focus on? Like, what it, am I going to um, this afternoon? Am I going to stay at work and just be, be busier or am I going to go ride my horse? Yep. You know, so I, that's really what I'm looking at right now. And yeah. then also, you know, how upset I get about things because I'm a perfectionist. I'm a control freak. I'm all these different things. Um, and I think, you know my relationship with the world mm-hmm. with with other people my expectations of other people how much people care anymore cuz i think that's something we're being we're seeing in the last maybe 2 years is like no one gives a fuck about anything dude no nobody gives a fuck about service no one gives a fuck about commitment to others nope. no no one cares about anything nope 
And, um, I mean, to me, like showing up on time is really important. Like I was here 15 minutes early because Mm -hmm. of course. Right. Um, but like even that consideration, like people just don't have that anymore. So I can either be upset about it and and be upset about car batteries and all these different things, or I can choose what really fires me up. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that this first six months, five months ish of my, of my year have been very interesting. Yeah. Um, and now I'm just doing like a lot of digesting and trying to take my time making decisions. Well, one of the things that I love and respect from being on the inside of your life, but also being able to watch it from the outside, especially since (laughs) we communicate via video messages and social media all the time is that like, I remember a year ago when we were sitting in your office talking about complication and both of us having Mm -hmm. a conversation about it and you starting to like dance with the clarity of like, okay, something's off, right? Like I don't know yet and I'm okay not knowing yet, but I feel something it's coming. Yeah. And one of the things that I feel like I've picked up from you that is very admirable that's helped me a ton as your friend is my relationship with those things that are open Mm -hmm. allowing them to exist until there's enough evidence to really unpack them yeah right and that's something that you do so well and that was a very weak area because those moments would overrun me right like i i'd come up and i'd get obsessed yeah that it was broken and then Mm -hmm. i'd end up like pre-breaking it or overreacting to it right and so even like watching the writing on the wall and then hearing it now. And and I think what you said for everybody listening, like maybe it's not four months, but when you said it, you're like, I just allowed myself to sit. Yeah. And then the most important thing you said is like, I have to feel all of this. Yeah. Like I just have to feel it. It Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if I'm in a sauna crying, if I'm on a trip, Mm -hmm. if I'm out for a walk, like I have to feel it all. And then I can do nothing until the snow globe settles. Yeah. Like that is, is huge. And I think that's something that I see you do so well. Cause I watch you like lock into your pocket, Trying right? To. Cause you process into your creative and then you'll get stuck. And then immediately you're just like in this creative thing and you're just like feeling the feeling you're yeah. like doing your thing and it's admirable. So hearing you, I've picked it up from being around you and it's been really, really helpful for me, but I wanted to call that out because I think it's, it's huge. And, and you've spoke a ton, even in the second part about how angry you get about things. But mm-hmm. earlier you talked about your level of self-awareness. How have you found or developed or where do you find those pockets? Is it when you're sitting with those feelings that you're like, all right, cool. Like I keep getting fucking angry about this thing. Like how have you developed that relationship? My whole life was like, so I'm from the East coast. Yeah. Right. Both so of us, yeah. <laughs> East coast is, uh, and I'm working with people from the East Coast now. It's like, damn, I forgot how angry you motherfuckers were. All the time. Like, there's just this fucking chip, yep. right? And it's um, it's not out here in Montana. Nope. Uh, it's not on the West Coast. It's not in a lot of other... Like, even working with people in Texas and Florida, like, it's not there. There's yeah. a very specific, like, tri-state area chip where people are driven by, like, fuck you. Yeah. And my whole life was driven by fuck you. Yep. My whole, my whole entire life was driven by... There was... Dude, there was a time... <clears throat> And uh, one of my friends stopped me from getting it, but I wanted to get like a giant rocker that just said hate. And they were like, you're going to regret that one day. And I was yeah. like, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> and like, probably, probably right now I'd be like, eh, it was a stage of my life. But um, thanks guys. Yeah, it was, it was, dude, it was just always driven by that. Like yeah. I was always, cause I realized that anger, right. Anger, frustration was one of my, my strongest emotions, mm-hmm. right? Like that's what I felt the most about. and. Early on, I really, really understood energy redirect, yep. right? So, like, 
I think a lot of people don't realize that that they don't realize what's happening, right? We talk about being self-aware. Yep. And really early on, I was like, oh, cool. When I get this anger, I can put it towards the weight room. Yep. And it does something. And then I was like, wait, if I can put this towards the weight room, can I put it towards like designing or business or execution or another project? And then I always come out feeling really well. So I always looked at, you know, I wanted to be in a fight. Right. And I think that uh, that's probably why a lot of people aren't in my life right now. Yeah. Why my relationships with friends or business partners or anything are like a two to three year window. Yeah. Um, and I sort of realized that, OK, cool. Like I can leave that in that 10 year block. Right. So that's one of the things I'm trying to leave there. Um, and tr- I'm trying to dig through and look for un- other emotions that I find. Right. Like so. So what are those other emotions that I can get that same response from that I can turn into something else? And it doesn't have to be anger or hate or all these different things, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like something I talk about a lot, but also I, like osmosis being your friend, when you talk about that and that energy redirect too, is like what you're protecting over everything is progress, mm-hmm. right? Like you're like, okay, cool. Like you, you realize more than anybody, like this is one of the reasons I loved you the moment I met that like stillness is death, right? Like stagnation is death, Yes. right? If you're not intentionally sitting still, like to feel or process something, nothing is happening. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like I, like for me, when I was introduced to flag nor fail, like at the undertow of everything, I was like that at the core of it. Like, I think that's why you and I, Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, I heard the stat the other day, I'll probably fuck it all up, but it's like 95% of the people by the time, or wait, it's 85% of the people by the time you're like 37 are on autopilot 95% of the time. Yeah. Right. And I, and I, the second I heard that, I was like, fuck that. That's not me. And then, but it sat there in the back of my head and I drove to work and I'm like, listen to a podcast driving to work. And I was like, fuck, I'm on autopilot. (laughs) And I got to work and I started checking emails and I was like, oh, I'm on autopilot again. Yeah. And I lifted and I was like, I'm on autopilot. And I realized and I was like, oh, my God, like 90 percent of the day, I'm just going through the motions. Right. I'm I'm there, but I'm not really there. And I was like and I, I thought that I was crushing. Yeah. Right. So if I who's doing all these different things, who's constantly inspired, starting new projects, and I feel like I'm really building my life and still autopilot 90% of the day? Like, what is the average person doing? Well, in that lifestyle creep you talked about earlier, we talk about the increased finances. The thing Mm -hmm. that I dealt with with lifestyle creep, I didn't mind the finances, but what really killed me was the withdrawals of my time, like unknowingly. Yeah. Like the issues like that arise where like I had my whole day open and ready and it's like no one else can go meet the plumber at the hangar for the well because of this or this or that like one thing and that's that's where i started to lose the most and ended up on autopilot was yeah. because i was basically a slave to the lifestyle yeah. around and the same thing in business and i don't think anybody talks about it enough well yeah and i i, I so today's a great example right yeah so today i had to um i went to the the warehouse early i got home at whatever midnight 1 yeah. a.m something like that got my good five six hours of sleep i wanted to like enjoy coffee, but I had to go to the airplane hangar, uh, pick up some paperwork, go to the airplane hangar, and then take my airplane over for uh, its annual, right? Yep. And of course, it didn't start because the batteries are dead. So then I was like, okay, sh- like, wh- what do I do next? So I went over to the mechanics and I was like, hey guys, do you just want to tow it over? Like, what? Uh, do you want me to go through the process of getting the batteries recharged and then delay this? Or is that something you guys have to do anyway? And they're like, that's something we have to do anyway. So dude, that was an hour and a half, two hours of my morning. And then I had to come here. Yeah. Um, and then 
like missed two meetings and then I have to go back there for the plumber. So Rob Bailey last year, right? Rob Bailey last year, like, fuck this shit. Like I need to make more fucking money so that I'm paying someone else to do this. Like someone else is at my hangar taking care of this shit and someone else is meeting the fucking plumber and then someone else is cutting my grass and like the solution was make more money. Yeah. And I think that's one of the processing things is like, no, no, no. These are things I want to be doing. Yeah. Like I want to be, my batteries in my airplane are the most complicated spot. Right. But like, I want to disassemble my airplane. Like yep. if you would have told young Rob Bailey, like, Hey man, you're in your airplane hangar taking apart an airplane. Right. And that's your morning. It's like, Oh yeah, that's, that's what I want to do. That's pretty dope. And like, even, even solving the problem of the well, right. It's like, I want to be doing that. And then, you know what I want to do tonight is like, I want to, get on my riding lawnmower and cut the grass yep. like so <clears throat> i think i think really being aware of who i am and like the things that i want to do because i think i i've spent a lot of time comparing myself to my friends and a lot of my friends are making more money so they don't worry about those things because they don't want to yes and i like i do that's what i grew up doing yeah. i grew up i grew up doing all the hard things all the you know like if i could go back to changing my own oil it's like oh, i'd be fucking dope like yeah. why is that a project that excites me yeah um so like I want to cut the grass, I want to build the fence, I want to do all these things, and I, now that I'm really clear on that, it's like oh, I don't need to make more money to do that. I need to find more time, and when I'm actually doing that thing, I, w- I don't want to be stressed. I want to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really it's really the self awareness for for me in the last few years has just been well I, yeah well I think even every every single thing that you're talking about is like it's not lifestyle creep if the things that you worked hard to have you actually take the time to enjoy them exactly. instead of trying to get another one yeah right and that only comes from really checking yourself and being mm-hmm. like why do I have this thing like Marie Kondo the shit out of yourself like does this bring me joy yeah right because like, it's the same thing like when I called you I'm like can I borrow your tractor I got fifty acres to mow and I was like why wouldn't you hire somebody I'm like do you know how good it felt. To be on that tractor for 10 hours, staring at the mountains after running my event, mm-hmm. right? Like I was just driving I bought the tractor. John Deere in the field. That's why I bought it. My maintenance guy, my brother was like, hey, the maintenance guy is going to cut your field when you're gone. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I need that. Like I can only use that tractor twice a year, man. Don't take that fucking six hours from me. Like, yeah. And he's like, you don't have time. I'm like, we have to figure out how to make me time so I can use the tractor. Yeah. Like. Even when you called, I was like, oh, I get to load up the tractor and take it to George and then know that I'm doing it. It's like, that's why I do this shit. Yeah. That's why I have a fucking tractor so I can use it. And then like every once in a while, a friend wants to borrow it. Yeah. Oh, well, and I think for me, like I'm the same with that relationship with time. The reason I keep my schedule so open is like, if you call me and you need me mm-hmm. in your office, I'm there. Yeah. And I'm like, done. Everything yep. can move. Right. Like, cause I'm like, I want to be the tool yeah. if I don't have a lot of them, because that's what fills my bucket. Mm-hmm. But just in what you were saying earlier, I think for everybody listening, it's really like you got to take the time to make sure that you're not checking a box and being a robot. Because oh. if you do that, you're just going to get transactional results. Like you really got to make sure that no one's coming to check your time. No one's going to audit your roster. No, no one's going to look at what you're doing on your phone when nobody else is looking and then wondering why things aren't changing. It goes back to like realizing that like nobody really fucking cares what you do. Nobody. Like if I, if I right now went and like tanked all my businesses and started drinking every day and not doing anything, like no one would really care. Not many people. I mean, my brother would be frustrated cause he's like tied in, but mm-hmm. like generally like no one gives a fuck what you do. Yeah. Like you can blow your life up and no one really cares. Yeah. I felt they care about their life. Yeah. For a long time. Like up until a couple years ago where I was like, I, it was almost weird. It was like, 
I would like had Catholic school teachers in my mind. Like everybody's thinking about what I'm doing mm-hmm. or wondering what yeah, I'm doing behind I closed doors. Yep. Right. And then I'm like, well, wh- not one person, not one person's worried about it, not one. And if nope. anybody's thinking about me right now, it's in some completely different positive lens that has nothing to do with what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And I'm over here in my office just being completely controlled mm-hmm. by nothing that yep. exists. Yeah, it's like it's like when people uh, get dressed up to go to a wedding or something like that. Like we did this last weekend. Yeah. And as I'm putting my outfit on, I was like, no one even cares what I look like. No. Because everyone's so concerned about what they look like yep. that when they look at you, like, I wonder if they like my outfit. Yep. They're not looking at me and being like, huh, that dude's outfit sucks. Yep. Or, they, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. And it takes a long time to realize that everyone just caught up in their own shit. Yeah. So you need to be caught up in your own shit. Yep. And like, don't worry about other people's, what they're thinking about you. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I love that my new daily uniform is like the best pattern interrupt because it's black. These ones, Black Worst Castle Kill mm-hmm. with the Labradorite Lava mm-hmm. Stones and the pink boots. Oh, you, you, yeah. And dude, it's so good. You have a very good brand outfit. Dude, it's yeah. so good. The yeah. rodeo, Cheyenne's graduation. Everyone's like, those boots. And I was like, yeah. Well, it's the boot. It's it's your boot calf combination. Oh, yeah, it right? is. Yeah. It's good. And the black helps a ton. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, all right, see, nobody cares what you look like. And no, if you just own don't. it, they're they just don't. like, and everybody, they're like, Dude, pink is so cool. Like, thanks for wearing it. I was like, yeah, you should check out my website. We like own it. But like yeah. the amount of adults that come up to me and they're mm-hmm. like, dude, like, thanks for wearing pink looking like that. I'm like, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Skrr. Break check. Let me take a moment to interrupt myself. I don't run ads on my own podcast. But sometimes I forget that I can tell you about things on my own show. So I'm interrupting for a very important announcement, which is the Lighthouse Business Accelerator. Because it is event time. And as a fellow entrepreneur and business owner, you know how important it is to attend live events, especially ours, with the world's most intense Rock, Paper, Scissors Championship with the best prizes. But that's why I'm thrilled to invite you to our event that will transform your business and catapult your personal growth as a leader in the industry. And if you do not believe me, I swear to God, just go to mindofgeorge.com slash event. I will not tell you. The people on the page will tell you. Their videos will tell you. But the event is getting ready to happen November 16th through 19th in Whitefish, Montana, my beautiful home at the Grouse Mountain Lodge. We have a new event location. So down and dirty. It is a three-day event with an optional four and everybody takes the fourth they're just limited spots but you'll find out more about those who's going to be speaking luckily for you the best my dear friend mo ismail and my myself will be co-curating he'll be speaking and he is literally the best in the world at short form content it is mind-blowing when he speaks everybody writes notes and listens my dear friend john wellborn who is just a wealth of walking wisdom and knowledge he was a NFL player for 10 years. He studied stoicism. He has degrees in rhetoric and from all these different places. And I learned so much. And then I have a special surprise up my sleeve, but I'll keep that with you there. So at our event, it's all about community. It's all about relationships. And our goal isn't just for you to walk away with clarity, which you will, mastery and understanding of customer journey, which you will, but also feeling recharged and on fire ready to go into the world knowing you have community and support. And so whether you're just starting out, totally fine. We have about half the room of that. Running a seven-figure business, totally fine. We have you. Eight-figure business, we got you. And we have had billionaires in the room. And we focus on principles and communities. And everybody learns from each other. Everybody benefits from each other. And everybody wins. 
And so I can't wait for you to be one of the 75 entrepreneurs in the room in that next experience with your bucket full. So I'm going to let you get back to the content, but I'm going to tell you, I cannot wait to hug you and high five you in Montana. So come be ready to be with 75 entrepreneurs that are all hungry for growth and networking and supporting. And of course, the world's most competitive rock, paper, scissors championship. So I'm going to let you get back to the content. But irregardless, right now, it's time to go to mindofgeorge.com slash event. Check it out. And we will see you November 16th through 19th in Whitefish, Montana. It's like it's like when people uh, get dressed up to go to a wedding or something like that. Like we did this last weekend. Yeah. And as I'm putting my outfit on, I was like, no one even cares what I look like. No. Because everyone's so concerned about what they look like yep. that when they look at you, like, I wonder if they like my outfit. Yep. They're not looking at me and being like, huh, that dude's outfit sucks. Yep. Or, they, you know, it's 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 an interesting thing. And it takes a long time to realize that everyone just caught up in their own shit. Yeah. So you need to be caught up in your own shit. Yep. And, like, don't worry about other people's what they're thinking about you. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I love that my new daily uniform is, like, the best pattern interrupt because it's black these ones, Black Worst Castle Kill mm-hmm. with the Labradite Lava mm-hmm. Stones and the pink boots. Oh, you, you, yeah. And dude, it's so good. You have a very good brand outfit. Dude, it's yeah. so good. The yeah. rodeo, Cheyenne's graduation. Everyone's like, those boots. And I was like, yeah. Well, it's the boot. It's it's your boot calf combination. Oh, yeah, it right? is. Yeah. It's good. And the black helps a ton. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, all right, see, nobody cares what you look like. And no, if you just own don't. it, they're they just don't. like, and everybody, they're like, Dude, pink is so cool. Like, thanks for wearing it. I was like, yeah, you should check out my website. We like own it. But like yeah. the amount of adults that come up to me and they're mm-hmm. like, dude, like, thanks for wearing pink looking like that. I'm like, I'm gonna take that as a compliment. Um, that's how I'm gonna choose to receive it. <laughs> it's a weird that compliment, today. but yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I see it in there somewhere. I just need to find it. Or like my favorite when we were at Majestic Arena when I was walking up and a drunk dude grabbed my calf, had like this Gestapo mustache, this giant hat, grabbed my calf, and he's like, bro, where'd you get these things? I was like, the gym, right? And then there was like this moment and it was just this perfect drunk Montana guy. Six months later, bro, we're at Majestic. I saw Dana, you were out of town. Dana was there. I sit down with my friends. He comes and sits down with my friends and introduces himself. And I was like, oh, hold on. And I actually had pants on. Yeah. I pulled my pant leg up and I'm like, do you remember me now? And he's like, no shit. You're the calf guy. It's the guy who grabbed my calf in the stands like six months ago. I like prior. how friendly that guy is. And I was like, man, he's just out here, yeah. just out here slaying, I just love it, grabbing dude. these calves in the rodeo. So one of the things that I think I love, like, and, and I'm going to tie back earlier, like I mentioned you and Jake and you guys performing at mm-hmm. my event, right? But I even love your creative process. And I feel like it ties in a ton to the alignment piece, because mm-hmm. I remember when you and Jake started, I heard the music. I was like, fuck, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you looked at me and you're like, but I don't want to do it like everybody else. I can't. It doesn't fucking feel good. I don't just want to sing yep. and I don't just want to speak. And so you birthed this idea. Can you tell everybody? Yeah. So I, that's, that's a way that I hack into different industries, right? Yeah. Um, I think my creativity is like my the best thing I've ever had. For sure. And it comes from being a kid and having nothing and just being like, what am I going to do today? Right. I'm in the middle of the woods. I don't have any friends. Like, also a big East Coast thing when we grew up. Yeah. How do I have a good day? Yep. Right. There was no phones or anything like that. So I need to go out and like creatively figure something out um, or make something or whatever. So <clears throat> when I started doing, I started getting asked to speak. Right. So doing these mastermind events, um, maybe like six or seven years ago. And it always, we all do them. Yeah. Right. You're, you're an anomaly. You're like, you know, 
the best at something very specific, but normally the 10 other people there are just like, you can do anything, <laughs> you know? If you're not really committed to your clear vision, then it will never happen. And yep. like, it's, it's, you sit there and you're like, oh my God, it's all the same shit, right? Yep. And um, I went to enough of those where I was like, damn, dude, you're not, you're not like, nobody's being helped. And then even when I try to watch people, like, I'm falling asleep. Yep. So <clears throat> being that I've always done music, we've, it, and people use it to be inspired in the gym. Um, when I started doing these speaking events, I was like, man, I just feel like there's a better way to do this. Like, there's a more creative, impactful way. Um, I'd seen Tony Robbins five years ago yep. and I remember being like, whoa, this dude is just keeping you on your toes. Like it's not an hour of you can do anything. It's like breathe, hug your neighbor, high five, jump in circles, do a push up, and then you can do anything. And now back to jumping around. Yep. And I was, so I'm like, okay, cool. I, I get that. Yep. I get how he's keeping these people awake. <clears throat> and when we started playing the music and I was like, well, I want to write meaningful music and acoustic. So it's, there's no real setup. We can just show up with a guitar. And then we started writing songs and I was like, fuck, man, of course, every single one of my songs is about a really intense like lesson. And I was like, well, what if we played a song and then I did a five, 10 minute speech, my lesson. And I was like, that's six songs that fills up that hour block really, really well. So <clears throat> Land and Ammo, uh, we're a folk music band, right? But we haven't really played any traditional folk shows. Like we're not playing at like cafes and shit nope. or bars late at night. We're only playing at really meaningful events with crowds that didn't know they were showing up to see music. Yep. Right. They have no idea. They're we like, didn't tell anybody. No, no one knows. <laughs> no dude. one. No. So like when there's like, Oh, Rob Bailey speaks next. And I come up, I'm like, what's up guys. I'm going to play some songs. They're like, what? <laughs> and, uh, I saw it in my head being really, really cool. And it is really cool, right? The yeah, crowd responds really well. It's a really nice breakup during these masterminds of like just something completely different that is very unique to me. And, uh, but the one thing I wasn't ready for was like how much I had to get through to be able to do it. Yep. Right. Because like there's so much imposter syndrome that comes up being that, you know, I'm a 40 year old dude screaming at people that didn't know <laughs> I was going to scream at them and not like screaming, like, 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 no. like a inspirational speech, like no, no. sing screaming yep. with an acoustic guitar. And, uh, during that hour, so much happens to me. Yep. Like there's so much like, what are you doing? Like these people don't want to hear you do this, this, and, and it's, it's that battle with that. That's really helped me too. Right. Yeah. Because like, I have no choice. Yep. So I committed to it. I'm there doing it. And, and, <clears throat> one of the unique things that happens is the crowd isn't expecting to see a show. So they're already thrown off. And then my speech is really intense. Yep. So they're like, Whoa, this song is about taking control of your life and your environment. And they're fully committed to the song. So then when I'm playing, I might move. They're not bobbing their heads. They're intently listening like this. And they're also like a little scared and confused. Yep. We're also not in a concert venue so I can see their faces. Yep. So like I spend so much time just looking at people and in the back of my head, I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. These people don't want to hear this. Rob, stop it. Um, but then the, after that hour, after I've dealt with that like battle of like, what am I doing? The line that forms and then everyone that's like, dude, that was the coolest fucking thing. I had no idea. Oh my God. And I'm like, okay, cool. This, yep. I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, dude. Well, like, it's funny because I think about just keynoting and it mm. feels like kindergarten compared to like how you like knowing how it feels to stand on mm. stage, but then doing it in a way that no one's ever done it. They have no expectation. You're singing with Jake <laughs> playing guitar. 
and you're screaming yeah. and then in the piece and, and then the best part is when we're all there and we're all in the corner all of us know the words to yeah. your songs which helps and nobody which in helps. the audience does but we all sit on the side and we just start screaming them you know i hope that one day they know the words because that will break up the awkwardness a little bit but it's almost i'm to a point in time where like i like that it's awkward now. Yeah. so like i played in cabo last week right yep and i called up a bar uh, a rooftop bar and i was like hey i want to play here the guy was like, okay, are you running out the running out the space? And I was like, no, no, no. He's like, well, we already have a band. I was like, well, tell that band to sit down for an hour, and I just need a guitar and two microphones. Um, and we played. So, like, my people were there. But then the rest of the bar had no, idea. no f- It was just Saturday night, and they're just like, where's the cover band, and what's going on here? So it's I'm now, like, looking forward to the awkwardness. Yeah. Um, and I see it as, like, a challenge because I, un- I completely understand its growth for me. Okay, so now i got to unpack this Cabo thing because I didn't get a full download yet. So how how did this go? So, like, you started our peeps. Your peeps were there, right? And the rest of the crowd, how did they receive it? What happened after? Um, after it was done. So so the, they have a, a nightly cover band that's okay, there. Okay, I which got it. They're, they're pretty good, but they don't speak English. Okay. And they're playing like Rage Against the Machine, but they don't know what they're saying. Okay, got it. So they're it. just like singing. They're singing Metallica. They're singing. Oh, so they're doing like me- like rock. Well, everything, cover, everything. They were doing System of the Down. They were. And it was all like in I'm, I'm And dude, I'm like, this is so good. Yeah. Like it was giving me like anxiety. Um, but they were so good, and I've heard them before because they're the, okay. the house band there, and they play everything. Right? Okay, cool. They play, you know, they're playing Journey. They're just all over the place, all the top hits, and. Uh, so they said, yeah, you guys can play there whatever long you want. I was like, well, we just need like an hour, hour and a half. Um, they're like, you can use our equipment. But when I walked up to them, they had no idea that we were playing. So like this band gets done like ripping and I'm like, Hey guys. So, um, and they're like, Oh, who are you? And I'm like, we're, we're the band on now. He's like, uh, and I'm like, uh, no English. And he's like, no English. And I was like, Oh, so all those songs that you just sang, so like we stumbled through that and um it felt really strange right like yeah. it felt really really strange and it was also a last minute show in cabo so like the people that showed up were like my really close friends yeah that were staying in the house um and then like random like my builder showed up the guy who's building my storage units he was just randomly there um my friend that sells rvs in uh from legacy rv showed up um mike showed up yeah um from build your legacy he was randomly there he's like i'll stay one more day so it's just like <laughs> it was like a random collection of people and then um and then just random mexicans um it. it was just strange man i and the same thing i realized was like my people loved it a couple tables were watching and then other tables were just like oh okay. i'm in a bar and there's a band playing yeah which i'd never experienced that before wow. right so um it was fun man it was it was really really fun i, I had a really good time um it helps jake's a fucking all-star dude oh he, so he's good. so good he's so good um i love when he drops in the pocket man when he gets in the pocket oh yeah so good. he's been doing it more recently so it's been it's been dude it's it's been a really really fun little project where i mean you go back to that whole like no one really cares what you do yeah um i'm aware that when we're doing it no one really cares and my job is like if i can make them care i yeah. win but right. what what's so interesting to me, right, is being your friend and, and and doing this for so long. Right now, you're literally piece by piece, like even in that story, showing people exactly step by step how to create success. Because mm-hmm. in three years, when you guys are on stages with thirty thousand and forty thousand mm-hmm. people, 
we're going to talk again and someone's going to DM me and be like, how'd you do it? Yeah. And, and that's what it, that's what it comes down to is I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm aware that it's something special. Yeah. And I'm just, I just need a, a booking agent or something because I don't sell myself. Yeah. And I just need somebody putting me in the right spots. And I know that like a year from now, I'm going to be on a weird stage um, playing and it's going to be like, well, how did you do this? And oh, for like, sure. I just think for the people listening, like I, I know right now, like up until four years ago, I wouldn't have done that performance. I wouldn't have called that rooftop band. I didn't get successful until I started doing those things. Yeah, and the reason, the reason I'm saying is like everything you're saying, everybody listening, whether you you like it or not the faster you swallow that fortune cookie the faster the lesson becomes true and i think that's that's what i get a question a lot like well how did you do this i'm like well i just called the bar and said i want to play yes and they're like isn't there a rule like i'm like no 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 and and that's with everything i do it's um that's why like the whole clear calculated and vicious thing is like i had i had to break it down to like a recipe right Mm -hmm. so well first i dream and last time we were in Cabo, I was like partying at that bar. And I was like, man, what if we played here? And I like let it out there as a loose dream. I sent Jake a video. The next day I was like, all right, we're 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 playing here. Yep. Got really clear. I, I visioned what it looked like from the time, from who was going to be there, everything. And then got calculated, which was like, okay, this is the steps that need to happen. Yep. And then just started making phone calls. Yep. And a lot of times I skip the middle part. I go from right from dream to vicious action. Um, but I do that with everything. And that's, and that's how it. That's how it works. And I think that a lot of people are just scared. The guy on the airplane yesterday, yep. um, he's like, yeah, man, I just, my job's so secure, but like my life just feels dumb. So when did you start doing stuff, man? And he's like, yeah, but like, what, like, what should I start doing? I was like, whatever you're into. Yeah. And like, that's, I think the biggest thing that I think as people get older, they just lose track of is like, you can just do stuff. Yeah. Like walking around this, this facility is amazing. Yeah. And you just were like, oh, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, like like you didn't ask anybody, you didn't uh, like you know make sure you just started building out this amazing little world here and just yeah. built it. Yeah, because like what you do with design mm-hmm. is like because I'm a New England kid, right? Like I remember the amount of things that you could do at a stream for twelve hours in a day mm-hmm. blew my mind. We would spend twelve hours at a stream entertaining ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's rocks, there's sticks, there's dude, dirt, I'm, there's I'm sand, there's telling you building bridges, there's everything and like i i think why i enjoyed the marine corps so much is i went from growing up in new england to having Mm -hmm. to be an adult from like you know 12 to 18 Mm -hmm. to survive and then i joined the marine corps and you work no matter what yeah you bleed to the death and as much as i hated it i thrived Mm -hmm. i thrived in it which is why i was so good but then like getting out as an entrepreneur i i look at me and you but like for me like i don't know why people like i was scared a lot of times to try things but because i had no other choice i was forced to but it's why i enjoy what i do so much because like i've had my hands in thousands of things and so if it comes up i'm like nope had that one before don't want it again right yeah and it's it's all just learning it is it's all learning i um like i made a big not a big mistake with my coaching group but i like pivoted my coaching group to this whole new thing and i did it so fast yep and one of the reasons I did it so fast is because some some of the people that were working with me aren't aren't with me anymore. Yeah, that slowed me down. And I remember making the decision so fast, and and you know Dana and a couple other people were like, "Hey, don't you think?" And I was like, "No, I want to learn as fast as I can." Yep. And like, I broke everything. Yep. In two weeks. Yep. I was like, "Oh, I just learned a lot." Yep. But I think people, you know, that 
they hesitate forever. Yeah. You hesitate forever because you think you might break things. And it's like, dude, the faster you break things, the faster you learn. Yep. And then the faster you have the skill that you didn't have two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. A really tangible example everybody will understand. You know how, like, when you run a business, we have business credit cards, however many we have. Like, there's one credit card I have that probably has, like, 700 subscriptions on it. Right? Like, everything is on that yeah, card. I have that. That card number gets compromised. Uh-huh. And your life is a living hell, uh-huh. living hell. And I used to get upset about it. And now it's like, well, you know what's funny is now I get excited when it gets compromised because they mail me a new card and then I wait for every cancellation notice to show up. And then I either cancel the service by not renewing it or I update the card, but I don't go find proactive ones. I just mm-hmm. wait till they come in. It's so much easier that yeah, way. It's a quick cleanup. But like, I had one I had one client ask me and they're like, Well, I don't know how to get through my inbox. Like there's twenty one thousand. I was teaching them simplicity. I was like, Well, if you give me permission, I will teach you. And they're like, Yeah, I'm like, I have your permission. They're like, Yep. Command A, delete. And then I emptied the trash can. And they were like, I was like, I got you through it. You you forget that you can do that. Yeah. So I have two phones. Yep. Um and and I moved from my 610 number to my 406 number generally, mm-hmm. right? So my 610 number had 1,475 text messages, right? And people still text that, and it's very stressful to look at yeah. that phone. Um, and then, of course, a bunch of things are still linked to that phone number, so I need to keep it. And the 406, I was all proud. because like new number, not giving it to anybody. Um, and I just broke it 1,000 unread. So I'm like, fuck, 2,500 unread text messages. I was like, I wonder, like, what should I do? Like, I can't get through these. It's too stressful. You respond to people and more messages pop up. I deleted 2,500 and I deleted like our thread gone. Yep. Don't know what the fuck we talked about. All the stuff that was in there that I feel like I really needed all those links. (laughs) Just gone. Gone. Two empty phones. I did that three weeks ago and it was like, and then you wait for the world to catch on fire and it doesn't. It doesn't. And then all the numbers you didn't save, they text you and you're like, I'm sorry, this number is not saved. Yep. Or you don't even respond because if I didn't save your number, you're not that important anyway. Yep. So, but it was, you forget that you can do that. And that, that's a big reminder. Cause I didn't, I know either. And they got upset. I was like, no, no, no. Because anything that's important is going to get emailed back. It's coming yep. right back in. Right. Trust and, me. And like the thing is you talked about it earlier on the autopilot, whether that stats true or not, mm-hmm. statistically speaking, just look up, right. Pay attention to your own life. That's what's happening. And yeah. it happens everywhere. It happens in these things that we're talking about, like slaves to our phones, to mm-hmm. social, to boom. Like, I, I hate to say it, but I think I've been met with it enough that like when shit hits the fan, you get diagnosed with something, something bad happens in your life. Nothing matters. None of that shit matters. Yeah. Right. And the fact that it matters now is preventing you from enjoying what actually yeah. matters, yeah. which is the only thing you're going to want. And, and one of the reasons that happened so much is because watching Aaron go to prison. Yeah. He, went, he went early. He crashed that car. Uh, he had like two more months, right? So yep. we had all these things we were going to do together in the last two months before, before he, he went sentenced. in. Yep. And then uh, he took that Ambien, yep. which he didn't have a license at the time because yep. they, they took his license away. He took an Ambien to go to sleep because he was so stressed. Next thing you know, he went down to valet, got a car, yep. and crashed it going 80 miles an hour. Yep. And then they took him to the hospital, went back. He woke up, remembered nothing. Yep. Was like, I was in a car accident? And they're like, yeah. Um, so his wife had texted me on, I think it happened like Friday at like whatever, midnight. So at 3 a.m. she texted me like, she's like, get here now. Um, <clears throat> so I was like, all right, cool. So Saturday morning flight, and I was like, all right, we got court on Monday morning to reassess his bail. And uh, we didn't think it was going to happen. So still wearing the Rolex, still wearing all that stuff. And watching the, the judge be like, nope, you're going to prison now. And like, I remember watching him take off his watch mm. and hand it to the the um, 
the fucking the bailiff, the lawyer, oh, the, the, lawyer, oh, the yeah. lawyer. And then I remember his wife getting up to come hug him, and they're like, "Nope, you don't get to hug him. He's going to prison. Like it's not some hug fest thing where you get to say goodbye to your friends." Yeah, it was. Here's my watch. Yep. And then he turned around, and then he went that way. Yeah. And I was like, gone, gone. Yeah. And all of a sudden, dude, like. Did the fact that your car was dirty matter? No. Did the fact that, like, your grass wasn't cut, like, oh, nothing mattered. Nothing. Like, you didn't get to hug your kids goodbye. Mm-mm. Like, it was just gone. Yep, instant. I was like, whoa. And that that puts perspective in a lot of things. Like, all oh, that shit you're worried about, dude. Like, all, like, all, he didn't take his phones with him. No. Did those, those unread messages those had are- to sit for a very <laughs> long time, right? Like his Instagram wasn't. I was like, "What? He's, how's he going to update his Instagram?" Yeah. Like what? Uh, yeah. You know. And I thought about like it took me like a week to think about all those silly little things. I was like, "Oh, because none of it matters, dude. None of it. None matters. of it matters, man. None of it matters. It's so crazy. God, I can't even. Oh man. Yeah. So we encourage everyone: delete your inbox. Delete your inbox. Right. <laughs> that's that's the lesson of today. But I I think too like I I I I've been bullish on this with myself lately. I forget that just because I did something a month ago, I'm not that same person anymore. Yeah. Like I have different perspectives, uh-huh. right? And like I have to be willing to break those things too, because if not, I end up hitting the same ceilings and then frustrated at why I'm stagnating. It's the scariest thing for me is like I don't want to be the same person. Yeah, like I want to be a different person every single year, man. Yeah. Um, I, that that those are the people I look up to the most. That like they they throughout their their world they've done so many different things throughout their time on this planet. Um, and it's just like man, I don't. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Like, I love the fact that, like, when people meet me, they don't believe that I live this life. Mm-hmm. Like, there used to be a part of me that, like, had shame around it. And, like, because I did a lot of those things out of insecurity because coming up and, you know, that. Yeah, yeah. that. But now I look back. I'm like, well, no, irregardless of why I did it, like, that fucking thing hangs. Like, that's 13 years of my life. For mm-hmm. everybody who can't see it, I'm pointing to my uniform in the Marine Corps. But, like, now I look at that. I'm like, people ask me and I forget it was a part of my life. It feels like a book that I read. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of like that now. It's cool. Like, and I I remember. Looking, well, you also don't want to spend the rest of your life talking about that moment, right? No, there, I don't. Right? I don't. Like most of the time, people are like, oh, you're a vet. I'm like, no, well, yeah, yeah, I totally, yeah, yeah. yeah there was, I wasn't right. Like, and there was a point of me that, like, my whole life, I was so wrapped up in identity because I was afraid to yep. just be who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And now I love that I forget, and I forget that those things happened. And but I mean, I remember looking at you in Vegas, be like, no, George 2.0 is coming. Yeah. Like, it's coming. He's here, dude. He's here. I saw him outside. He lifted his shirt up, and I was like, what? How, what yeah, I know. What do you, you're I, shredded. I know. You're fucking shredded. Shredded. Yikes. I know. And I've been training for two weeks. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, here we go. But that also, like, for me, where it is, like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. And it's even funny joking with you earlier. I'm checking myself on how I joked because mm-hmm. I'm like, no, this is what I asked for. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Right? Like, there's nothing to be upset about. I'm just excited about how many bites mm-hmm. are in front of me because I'm really fucking hungry now because I have a lot of energy to burn every day. I I forget the comment you made to me. You mm-hmm. made a comment, uh, I think it was last time you it was like once again, a month ago when yeah. I saw you. And you sat down and I, I picture you sitting there and whatever you said to me, um but fuck dude. It was very impactful. I feel, I feel the, I feel it. I can't remember. I'm, I'm trying to remember the exact quote, but it was like, uh, it was something about like taking over the world or, or very world oh, yeah. domination ish. Uh-huh. And the way that you said it was so, like, confident. I don't want to say cocky. It was so like confident and just like 
matter of fact. Like it already happened. Yeah. yeah. You were like either like I'm gonna make the I'm gonna make so much fucking money, I'm gonna take over the fucking world. And I was just like, Hell yeah. Yep. And yeah. I remember like that was our, our parting moment. Uh-huh. And uh I'm dude for like three days, and I don't think I told I didn't tell you this, but yeah. for like the next three days I was like, damn, like I need to be around more people that make statements like that. Yeah. Because I, I 100% believe you. Yeah. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And it and you said it with such like, and 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 for the next three or four days, that's what I talked about was like the importance of being around people yeah. that, that act like that. Yeah. Um, and then what's funny is after that, I came and built all this. This is a, a neat little world, man. Dude, I know. But like literally a month ago, the only thing that was here was these two chairs. Really? And one light above my head and this black paper. You've been a busy little man. Everything, everything else, the ceilings, the sound panels, the lights, the studio, the cameras, it's all been in the last like three and a half weeks. The kitchen, all of it. And Busy, I, busy man. And I was like, oh, Parkinson's law. I'm going to build the world that I have to fill. That's how you take over the world. So now there's five studios in my office and there's one dude to record in them. And the only thing left is to hit record and start bringing people in here. It's and, amazing. And so I'm like, yep, let's go. Brick by brick, piece by piece. I like it, man. I, and that, I think that's the importance of being around people like that. Oh, me too. That's why that's, I like. That's what you and for say. everybody like listening, the reason I see Rob is because I have a key card, and anytime he's mm-hmm. in town, I come steal some osmosis. <laughs> and you, I mean, you drive past. I do. Yeah. I intentionally drive past. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's the way you would go. I normally go the back way through Creston. Don't do that. Yeah. Go yeah. past my warehouse. But then there's elk and you know pretty stuff sometimes uh, to clear my head. You're right. I come through your way when I get a Coke Zero and stop to come say hi. I'm or, not on the prettiest road. Or or to come fucking run in the sauna to keep getting shredded. I love it. Well, someone's gonna have to stop you soon. What you're, it you're what it, well no, I'm now I'm eating and then lifting again. All right, good. Thank and goodness. so now Don't I have to fill out your me. clothing. Don't get too lean on me. Oh, I can't. No, I can't get rid of my legs. They're not going to go away no matter what. No, no, I can't be. I'm already was like, hey, uh, uh-uh, I broke under 170. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, we're going back up. We're too, we're too low. Wow. We're because that was like, that was like Marine Corps running, uh-huh. running shape, not like CrossFit functionally strong shape. Yeah. And I was like, no, like 177. Well, good. We're gonna lock lock the sauna so you don't run in it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I should, but it's so fun. That's where, but that's where, that's where I get my self awareness. Mm-hmm. Like Rob will tell you, I walk in there and they can tell what kind of mood I'm in mm-hmm. because under the door, they'll hear David Goggins book yep. and just the fucking treadmill running in the sauna. <laughs> I'm always like, how long has he, how long has he been in there? Someone yeah. should check on that man. Yeah. <laughs> you look in and you're just like, I'm fine, man. Like, and oh. I, pre- I prep him before I go. I'm like, it's going to look like I'm going to die, but I promise you I'm killing things on purpose. But like for, for you, when you said it earlier, like I realized in my life that I was tilted a lot. I had a lot of anger from PTSD from my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I hated the fact that it would come out when people would trigger me. Mm-hmm. And I realized through that book, The Comfort Crisis, and then through my own work, like I can go find that anger. Yeah. yeah. yeah and so fair. when I get a hint of that check engine light, I'm like weight vest up Mount Aeneas. Mm-hmm. I'm like sauna in the treadmill that like, way you're in control of it a right? thousand because percent. like what's what's sadder than like a man that's not in control of his emotions yeah like you watch that happen and even even the little outbursts that i've had me like too you get on the other side of it and as long as you're a, an adult you're like oh i'm so stupid yeah like why did i say that why did i do that i had why did i had I... two of those in the last month really yeah yeah i'll tell you after the show right, yeah. yeah yeah there i mean i've talked about it on the show but i'll tell you after but like and then i was like What's so funny is in the reflection of it, I was like, oh, my God, my life is over. I'm like, what? Are you, you idiot. You already and not you idiot, but like you already saw that you didn't like how you showed up, which means yep. you already have the solution. 
halfway there, man. And so then I picked up the phone and I made a phone call and then they're like, we're good. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. And then I realized though, what was so interesting, the real self-awareness was for the next two weeks, how many times that residue crept back in that I believed it, even though mm. it was closed, mm -hmm. right? Like the amount of doubt and the, all the if different ways the doubt showed up. Yeah. Even though I'm not going to call again, I'm not going to do anything about it, right? It's just there and it's been handled. Mm -hmm. The residue is still there. Yeah. And so that's the shit Six that I process. Man. Of course it is. Practice to form that new habit. You have to. But I think it's important too because like I think a lot of people like look at you and a lot of our friend circle. They're like, oh, they have it all figured out. They just wake up and they see it every Well, and that's the thing is I, I even look at my own friend. Yeah, I look at my friends. Yeah. Like I am look around me. I'm like, oh, these dudes are always confident. They're always this. And I – um. I think I struggled with that for a long time where I didn't chase the self-awareness because I was just like, well, no, I just need to be a fucking monster killer all the time. And uh, then at one point in time I came, I was like, listen, I don't know what my friends are like behind closed doors and it doesn't matter. Um, but I'm an emotional artist. Yep. Fuck you. Yep. Like, yep. Uh, and it's funny cause that's how, that's uh, how Singerman introduces me. Like if I do anything weird and people don't understand, he's, like, he's an emotional artist. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Like fuck it, man. I'll I'll take that, but it helps me deal with things because it. I, I stopped comparing myself to to some of my other friends that seem like they're always just confident. Yeah. You know? And uh, I I don't do that anymore because I'm I'm fully I'm different, man. I couldn't be friends with anybody in our friend circle. That I feel like the biggest oddball in our friend circle. Like when we're in Salt Lake. Or like we're at an event. You're you are an oddball. I, I like the, it though. I am. You're the, the strange one. The strange one in the group. Yep. <laughs> and I am so aware of it. Mm -hmm. Not only am I like the smallest, <laughs> like in every stature. I, for some reason, I only hang out with big dudes. I don't know. I, I, yeah. Dude, I do. But even in like, I remember when we were in Salt Lake, and I'm like looking around, and I was like, I'm the one that doesn't belong. This is hilarious. Yeah. And but I love that I do belong. But you, it's you, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny though because it's I had to go through the same thing. Yeah. I had to, and I was like, no, no, no. Like I I fit here, but I fit in my way. Yeah, and that's what it is. Yeah, right? it's it's realizing your game. I think I think a lot of people spend time playing other people's games yep. or trying to imagine what the game was, and it takes a while to figure out like, no, what is your game? Yep, specifically for you. Yep. And by the way, the funny thing is, is any of those off moments where I have those like unhinged emotions they only ever come up when i'm trying to play somebody else's game 100 and that's it that's that's yep. and then it's like oh yep i've learned this lesson the fuck am i doing get that's back to all, it that's when all my weird stuff shows up when i'm playing somebody else's game yeah right and i'm not being myself or i'm chasing something i shouldn't be chasing yep that's when i'm spiraling out of control yep yep yeah oh, yeah so delete your inbox and your text yeah. messages. <laughs> Did I love that if that's I, their only takeaway from this dude it's liberating it's like when i deleted instagram like, that was the best feeling ever. And dude, I deleted group threads of like businesses where I'm a major part of. <laughs> Did you and delete I deleted that? them? Yeah, I've deleted. I deleted everything. I love. I love that I have one of yours on my phone I know, that I know. you don't, and I'm updated on it. Well, it it got updated today, but like, I I mean, threads that. Uh, so one of the threads is I own FitCon, yep. um, which is like a fitness expo, and I have uh, Keaton's a minority partner, and then we have a big like corporation that's a partner that bought out the other guy. Um, and there's like a big thread with all these important decisions. And like, I just checked out a little while ago because I'm like, unless you truly need me or we're having a meeting, like this is all nonsense. Yeah. And I deleted it. And I remember they're like, well, you have to text the thread for this. And I was like, well, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> and it was like, well, I was like, no, I just, I, I don't even know Oops. how I'm until they contact me. It doesn't exist. Yeah. And something about that felt awesome. Yeah. It's like, oh, and I can't even look at my phone right now. It's not there. Yeah. 
I love it though. Like yeah. that's my. It's the same feeling when your phone dies. Yes. Like when your phone dies and you're like, I don't have a charger, and you panic, and then you're like, then you surrender, or maybe I just don't have a phone today. Yeah. And then you just live in life, dude. The moment you own it, life gets great. Yeah. Like, and then you should just let your phone die more often, right? Delete the threads yeah, more often, uh, you know. But I think I think the undertone and like I I I'll hit this because I think it's important, like. No matter which way you slice it, I'll speak for you. I think you're going to end up and realize that time's the only thing that really, really matters yeah. and how you spend it. And if you are spending any amount of it out of alignment, the only person who's suffering is you, mm-hmm. but the world around you is suffering as well because they're not getting you at your yeah. best and in those pieces. Yeah. And no one's coming to save you. You can read every book that you want to read. You can do everything. And Rob said it like nobody cares about what's happening. And we're not saying that to be cold. It's that they're caring about how they feel and what's going on in their life. And you have to take the bites out of this. No one's going to come do it. Yeah. No one's going to come do it. And I love like what I love about CCV is like even how you broke it down. Like you get clear, like give yourself permission to ask what you want. Yeah. Like, and don't like go say you want Ferraris, say you want all that shit, but then pick one behavior that that person would have Mm -hmm. and calculate out how to Mm -hmm. start doing it and that's that's the uh you know coaching is so interesting it is and i think that it's it's the frustrating thing for me is one people think that you're going to do it for them like why have ten thousand dollars what should i do with it i'm like i don't know what are you into are you into hookers because you can have a lot of fun with ten thousand (laughs) dollars in hookers like but like i don't know what you like man do you like golf do you like rental properties do you want to build an apparel like what yeah don't just say i have ten thousand dollars i don't know man fucking whatever you want to do with it i don't care um i don't know maybe pay your mom's medical bills like i don't know what's going on in your life right and i think in the clear calculated vicious that's the part of the calculated like people think it's kpis people think it's timelines and i'm like no 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 that's where you really need to do a deep dive and figure out what skills you need to gain to become that person yep because if i want to have my apparel line worth a hundred million dollars right well then what like even if i do better designs and i do all those things i'm still not going to get there because i don't have the leadership yep so in that it's like well i'm missing this skill right like i i I need a true ceo like or else yep you know i'm never going to get there it doesn't matter how cool bags design I, i do or anything like that if i can't truly lead as a ceo so I think a lot of people, they don't want to admit that part. Like, it's hard to admit that you don't have the skills. Like, hey, I want to start an apparel line. Well, here's the fucking skills you need. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't, they're like, well, where should I get blanks? I'm like, that's the least of your worries, dude. Yeah. Because if you can't actually form a brand or have people connect or story tell or create a good customer journey or have people get behind you, then it doesn't matter what the blanks are. Yep. Which is why a lot of the popular apparel lines out there right now they, they print on shit, dude. They yeah. suck. Yeah. They're not, it's not even a good product, nope. but it's, it's everything else. And if you don't have that, if you don't like, well, I don't have a, a, a famous social media following like you do. It's like, why? That wasn't always there. Yeah. Like when we started, no one followed us. Yeah. Like Dana's YouTube channel started at zero the yeah. same way yours did. Instagram started at zero. It actually started on MySpace, but it all started at fucking zero. Yeah. The same way yours is right now. And then not everything hit. It was figuring out what hit. So like it the calculated it, it that's the one that's really hard for people. Because yep. it's hard to admit that you don't have it. For sure. And I'm there saying, like, well, you can have it. You need to work towards it, but that's not what people want to do. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. the part that that's well, and that's like to be honest, like to break the fourth wall, that's the pill that took me the longest to swallow, and not because nobody handed it to me but i refused to open my mouth Mm -hmm. 
I thought more money would solve the problem. Well, if I just did it this way or like the boom, boom, boom. But that was a distraction from the pieces that I was just scared to grow. Like I was scared to put in the work, mm-hmm. right? I wanted the result without the work. And I was like, yeah, but Rob ran a marathon and he told me I can run one too. Why can't I run it as fast as Rob? And Rob has longer legs. Rob has longer. Rob's also been running longer. Rob's yep. also finished a marathon. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can't pay your way to have the ability mm-hmm. to finish the marathon. And by the way, entrepreneurship and life is no different. Yeah, there is no way to pay anybody. It, to it's such an interesting, complex thing. I so I, when you said that, I, I related it to music, right? Yeah. Because I that whole imposter syndrome, I feel like a lot of guilt too sometimes. Because if you were to walk down the road, right, and go to whatever day of week it is and go to a bar down the street, there's going to be a girl with a guitar playing yep. who has the best fucking voice, so good. who is so skilled, who is the greatest songwriter ever, and she's going to make $100 tonight. Yep. And no one fucking cares about her band. Yep. And then you get me, yep. who, wh- <laughs> wherever my skill level is at, <laughs> tacked on with Jake, right? And, dude, we're, get- I mean, we're-, we're getting paid a lot per show. Yep. A lot, a lot. Yeah. Right. So per show, my speaking fee is probably three years of an average folk singer's income. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, well, that's not fair. It's like, well, let's back up. Right. I've created I've successful businesses, which has allowed me to speak. And then I've perfected my messaging so that people want to hear me speak on stages. I've yep. created a network. I've then put myself out there to take a different spin on folk music to get it on stages. Yep. Like, it's not just I stepped in because there's no gatekeeper for me to get on a record label. It's like, no, no, no. I did all these other things so that I can get here. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, including moving Jake to fucking Montana, w- yeah. which wasn't a very cheap thing. No. Right? Nope. Um, like I am the fucking record label. I am I'm fucking everything for that band, with yep. the exception of the songwriter. <laughs> yeah, you know. But people, people, that's what they don't see. They're yeah. just like, oh, he's just playing music on stage. And it's like, dude, there was so many steps, and there still are. There's and there's still yeah, we're not even close to done. Same thing with Dana, dude. It's like, yep. well, she's famous social media following. It's like, yeah, man, if you could go back 13 years and see what we were dealing with that forced us into being influencers, we didn't. There was no influencers no. 13 years ago, and we didn't we didn't think like let's be influencers. We we were just hitting our head against the wall trying to get through the industry, and it was like, well, maybe we'll just try to do it this way over here, yep. which was becoming an influencer before they existed. Yep. And it's like, dude, oh, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, go start a whole new thing, a whole new profession that doesn't exist yet. Yep. Be at the fucking forefront of that. That's yep. what she did. Yep. Like, without even knowing where she was going, uh-huh. it was becoming an influencer when that word didn't fucking exist. Yep. So, I think that's what people see and then they forget that, like, oh, there's there's so many different dynamic parts to it that add up that made this. Yep. And this might n- still not even work. Nope. And the thing is, and the to tie it back to what you said earlier, is that, that what it comes down to is that it's always the skills, right? Mm-hmm. It's always the skills, right? That's the one thing people can't take, too. I think that even in this environment right with with our president who's who's not okay mm-hmm. at all that i i like i used to laugh and i used to be like ah he can't even speak this guy's a fucking idiot now it's just like yeah i uh like i went from last year being like america i'm still proud of you to this year being like i have a lot of contacts in dubai yeah like I, maybe i'll move to the middle east i feel like you know i don't know so like it, i've i'm 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 definitely like looking around and it's, it's getting scary because I don't feel like the next, anyway, I feel like the one thing that people can't take from you 
is they can take my real estate. Yep. Right. I don't know how, but I'm sure I could be surprised. Yep. And be like, oh wow, cool. The government's just taking it. Yep. I don't know. Right. They can take my bank account. They can take all these different things. I think we all saw Andrew Tate get everything taken from him. Everything. Um, but the one thing they can't take are skills. None. Right? Like I look at you as a customer journey and I'm just like, anything can happen to George. Anything. Yep. I guess with the exception of a really bad brain injury. Yep. That'd be the one thing. And it's all documented though. <laughs> yeah. And it's all documented. Um, but like they can't take that understanding of the perfect customer journey. Right? So you walk around with a skill set that's worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yep. So that's another reason as I try to make decisions and fuck up so fast is because I'm like, damn, like if I really keep these skills, yep. like you're always worth, like you delete my social media or yep. you ban me from social media, I'll still make the same amount of fucking money. Yep. Right. Because those skills are here. Yep. My skill isn't how I look or my engagement or anything like that. Like, and I think that's the one thing since 2020 going into wherever we're going, whether it's a recession or not, or America falling apart is, man, I got to keep those skills sharp because that's the one thing people can't take from you. Yeah. And the one thing that you have full control over yep. that are the only thing that you truly have, mm-hmm. right? Because I lost because I kept trying to buy more screwdrivers and hammers yep. instead of working on the person who had the screwdriver and hammer already. Yep. And that's that's it. And I, I my joke is like, if you hand a carpenter a drill a hand screwdriver or another tool, he can build the same house. The difference is how long it takes him, but he mm. will still build the house exactly because he's mastered how to do it. Skills, man. Skills. 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 And so I, I think that's the one thing I just encourage people, man. Just as many skills as you can have mm-hmm. and then the skills you're good at. Get so fucking good at them that you're so valuable. We all know people like that. Yes. I mean, you're a great example of like when I think of anything about retaining customers. Yeah. Like, George. Yep. Talk to George. Yep. And like it, like and and like I don't talk about this enough, but I'm like guys, like I've been doing leadership training since 2002, like leading men that hated mm. each other, that didn't want to do a job that you couldn't fire to get them to do something. Mm. That started in 2002, and then I started with customer journey in 2009, 2010, self-taught all of it, and then went behind the scenes of like 500 companies mm. and played Monopoly with everybody else's money. And mastered it to then now I teach it. Everyone's like, I don't get it like you. I'm like, I don't know if anybody no. will ever get it like me. And that's no. better for you though, because I've broken it down to eight models. So you don't have to do 20 years yep. of, of that, Which right? makes you an expert at it, right? And, and, but I think it's, and, but even then, like every day though, I learn more, like the amount of content that I consume now and primarily from the other side, mm-hmm. from the opposing view of like where it's done wrong or mm. done very effectively, but completely differently and transactional mm. how I was. Cause I'll go in there and learn, I'll go buy products. And I'm like, Oh, oh God, like, God, that's horrible, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. I got to find a way to make this better. Right. And like, I'm constantly looking for those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the hard work, man. It is. So skills, I think that's the best place to leave this one. Skills. Yeah. No, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then when we talk again, we'll have some new bands and some new projects and some new something, a helicopter. I don't know. Potentially. A helicopter. Jeez, man. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) I mean, I I can't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Next, I'm still, I ordered that damn sawmill. You did? Well, in November. Okay. Told me eight months. So like any moment. Any moment. Any moment. They're going to be like, hey, man, come pick up your sawmill. I felt like I had Christmas morning yesterday because I opened my email and I had two emails that said your suppressors are on the way. And then I was like, 
oh, I forgot. I know that feeling. Oh my goodness. It's so nice. I, it's like I still have a suppressor sitting at a Northwest. You do? Yeah. You told me about that like six months ago. It's like, it's one of those things that's on my list and it's like, I need to stop there and fill out and get the stamp. But... Yeah. I know. It's such a I, know, I drive fast every day. I know you do. But it's literally four miles from your office. They open at noon, which is like a weird time. And they do have the weirdest hours. It's Montana, bro. It's Montana. All right. So any uh here's where we'll we'll wrap and land the plane. Uh you're up to a lot of things. I don't even like I just say everybody go find Rob's Instagram or yeah. land And I don't even update that. No. But yeah. Land and Ammo, I think, is my favorite place to find. It's fun. Go to Spotify, land and ammo it up. New music is out. But uh any parting words of wisdom? from uh from you before we go man i think to sum up today's uh you're in charge of your life man you are i mean as simple as that is you're you're in charge of it yeah and uh if you're not going to do it if you're not going to take it serious if you're just going to go through the motions that's what's going to happen no one else is going to do it for you nobody else is i mean we're going to put out podcasts and and try to share information and people are going to put out books and like you can consume it all you can read it all but unless you take fucking action on your life nothing's going to happen. Nothing. If you're living in a circus, there's a good chance you're the clown. Yeah. (laughs) Or you're just somebody cleaning up horse shit. Yeah. But that's what I look in the mirror. I'm like, my life's a circus. I'm like, I must be the clown. Time to wash the makeup off and get back to work. No, I feel like you're higher up in the circus. I feel like you have the top hat. I I do. I do. You have the top hat. (laughs) I do. (laughs) I do. Oh, man, I'm going to leave that for another podcast in the future before I get in trouble. I can picture you wearing the top hat in the circus. I know you can. Oh, this is so dangerous when your best friends do business with you and you get on a public podcast. I love it. I love it. No, I'm not saying anything. I'm crying. You're in a leadership role, my friend. I'm in a leadership role. So I appreciate it, man. We have many more of these in the future. I love you to pieces, man. Thank you. you. Thank you. For those listening, this has been another episode with the incredible Rob Bailey, as always, who's up to incredible things and we always support. Uh, Make sure you check him out. I'm a big proponent for Flag Nor Fail. Uh, You should walk around and be a walking advertisement like me, Uh, but they are the best clothes ever. But we will catch you. If you guys haven't listened to the first episode with Rob, I would go check that out. If you haven't listened to me on Rob's show, I would go check that out, and then my team will make sure it's all in the show notes. That show, that show, Land and Ammo, all of it's there. So that's what we got. So we'll either see you in the next episode or hear us in your earballs. But either way, we out. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.